0: Do you wish that all things wealth and finance were much easier to understand and not presented by a bunch of beige cardigan-wearing geeks? Welcome to the Clever Investor Podcast, where we're dishing up the easiest-to-understand finance program served in bite-sized chunks, so your brain will thank you as your knowledge grows. Hosted by the brilliant Owen Taylor, a multiple award-winning expert with a glorious knack for explaining the complex world of wealth in the simplest of ways. Hey, Clever Investors, and welcome
1: to another
0: show. As I've mentioned
1: on a previous Clever Investor podcast, I'm actually a rent-vester. Made the decision many, many years ago and it works out just fine for me. And I get to talk to a lot of people. I even run some webinars on how to be a rent investor and the advantages and the disadvantages. But one of the biggest pushbacks I get from people is, you know, that they always feel like they're going to, about to be kicked out of the property that they're in, that they're, uh, there's no sort of longevity of, of security so I had to think about this, thought I'd call my friend and long-term work colleague, Helen Matsukis. And what Helen doesn't know about the rental property side of the market, you could write on a pinhead with a pneumatic drill. Hello, this is Helen. Helen, it's Owen. Hi, Owen.
2: How are you?
1: Good. Can you spare a few moments? I've got a quick question. I want your opinion. So as you know, I'm a rent vester. And when I speak yep. to people about being a rent vester and the reasons why and my advantages for doing it, one of the biggest pushbacks I get is, oh, I'm so fed up with, you know, having to move out of my rental property. I've lived in three different properties in the last five years and the owners want to move back in, da, 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 da. So mm-hmm. because you've got a world of experience on the other side, on the rental side of things, what would be your top tips for someone selecting a property to rent to live in?
2: Well, um, you know, I guess the first thing that I would do, because I always put myself in the shoes of a rent investor or any kind of tenant to begin with, and if I'm looking for an investment or looking for a property to live in, I really would be wanting to ask the right questions, you know. So, property managers should know everything that there is to know about the um the property that they're looking after so they'll know if their landlord is a is an investor or if they if it's principal place of residence or they're planning on moving back into it that sort of thing so there's nothing wrong with tenants really asking those questions and saying you know um, can you tell me is the property is it an investor that owns this property and what are their what you know what are their plans obviously things can change um, you know, so whatever the property manager is going to come back and say to you, it's always going to be in the back of your mind that that, that people's circumstances may change. So an investor may then decide to, you know, sell a property or um, be forced to sell a property or um, wanting to invest somewhere else and, or wanting to, you know, maybe move in because of change of work or whatever the case may be. But um, I think tenants really have an opportunity now where they can be really open and say, you know what, I'm wanting to move into this property. I can offer the landlord longevity. I can, I'm looking at a long-term lease. Are they open to that? Um, there's just ways around asking those questions just to really get a get a, get a a gauge on what kind of property they're going into and whether or not there's gonna be any issues short term.
1: So if, it's when someone's putting in an application for a property or even talking to yep. the agent at the property, be upfront, look, I'm actually a rent investor. I have an investment property,
2: hundred percent,
1: and and putting that down on the on the application would would that score well for you when you're?
2: Reviewing? Yeah, because if I'm yeah, if I'm I'm the property manager and I'm assessing assessing your application, I'll be like, oh, I went you know a rent investor. That means he's you know going to do this long term. I'd probably even negotiate with you and say, you know, would you be willing to sign? You know, if I know my landlord is um is definitely an investor, and they're wanting something long term. Especially off the back of what we've experienced the last two years, you know, where you know we've had people just you know walk out of tenancies and stuff like that. Any landlord would appreciate their property manager coming to them and saying, "I've got this fantastic tenant. His name's Owen. He's got a great job. He's an investor, so he's got his own investment properties." But he wants to, he, he's looking at something long term. We may be able to negotiate something with him to secure him long term, which means that you don't have to worry about change of tenants. He's not going anywhere, he's locked in and we're good. You know. So yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, having that conversation or having those details on your application. Now, with application forms for tenants these days, there's really not scope or an opportunity for tenants to specify that kind of stuff because They're very strict on what questions can be asked and what can't be asked. But, you know, you can volunteer that information with a cover cover email or something like that, or even just picking up the phone and speaking to the property manager and just telling them what the scenario is. If it's a good property manager, she'll jump at the chance and want to secure you as a tenant,
1: 100%. So when you you just mentioned long term, does that mean Mm -hmm. you can lease a property for longer than 12 months?
2: Yeah, So the legislation um, for most states is the Residential Tenancies Act covers the same legislation for tenancies up to five years. So anything beyond five years, there's some changes with, with some of the parts of the legislation. So property managers can actually secure a lease for a landlord up to five years now you know, depending on everyone's circumstances and unless you've got a rent increase built in every year, up, you wouldn't want to secure someone just for five years because, you can you know, you don't know what the market's going to do, demand might, you know, skyrocket, which is what we're having now. Um, you know, so you really want to, um, you know, jump on those opportunities to increase the rent because at the end of the day, you are an investor and you are doing this for a purpose. Um, but yeah, a tenant can definitely ask for anything above 12 months, without a doubt.
1: So let's say that somebody agrees uh, for maybe two or three years, but in the proposal that the agent puts back together on behalf of their um, landlord, um, there's an increase each year. Should you be scared of that? Should you be upset about it? it's, it's going to go up a bit each year?
2: I- that it all depends on your circumstances and what's going to work for you. If you're, you know, smart in the sense of going, you know what, I want, this is what I need. I need secure a secure home. I want. To, I don't want to be bothered with, you know, pos- the possibility of, of the property being sold. Um, then, you know, it's just as simple as, you know, putting those increases in place, looking at your budget and going, you know what, it's worthwhile me taking these increases. I know what I'm going to get. I can see what my increases are going to be, um, and look at the pros and cons of that compared to what if I just sign a twelve month lease? In twelve months, I may have to move anyway. What are my removalist costs? What are my reconnection costs? You know, because there's you know fees for disconnecting and reconnecting. You know, um, that sort of stuff Postal, like it's just a, such a painful process moving anyway. So you know, and that can potentially happen again in twelve months' time. So. I would yeah, I would definitely be looking at that and going, Okay, I've got these rent increases, I know what I've got, this is my worst case scenario. Will it work for me? And can I do it? And yeah, I would I would definitely consider it if I was a tenant.
1: So really what you're saying is you've actually got to put the same amount of effort into looking for the right rental property as you actually have buying a property anyway. There is a there is yeah. a method and a system to doing it effectively.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And if, it's, and if you think about it, I think, you know, with finding an investment property, we you know, both you and I have had conversations about not being emotional about it and looking at the dollars and looking as to why you're doing it and, and you know and, and your long term gain. Whereas, you know, there's more emotion in defining your home. So yeah, it, I would think that tenants, you know, should be at a point where they are thinking you know well is this property good for me what are the amenities like i'm going to get the benefit of having the amenities at my doorstep this is this is going to work for me obviously people already know location whether where they want to be so yeah they're all the factors that i think would come into play you know and they yeah they do need to put a little bit of effort into you know researching and and looking at all those things so that they're you know i guess happy in their home at the end of the day it's their home like i mean you are a rent best for yourself as you mentioned I mean, you have a home. That's your home. So you know, it's it is it, 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 You know, these things are. You know, gonna. You'll have a list of things that you want to tick to say, "Yep, this is gonna be the home for me and my son, and we're gonna enjoy it." And I would, I would think that that, that warrants a little bit of research and work.
1: Now, here's a loaded question. I know the answer to this. Okay. All right, but you can hang pictures on the wall in the rental property, can't you?
2: um, Yes, you can. Legislation is different in every state, but essentially someone wants to hang a picture in a property. Before the process was, you had to get written permission from the landlord. Now, you're an investor as well. And, you know, for me, I am also. I don't want to be bothered with my tenant or a property manager calling me, asking me permission if the tenant can hang you know, a calendar on the back of the bathroom door or something like that, you know, whatever whatever, it, whatever the case is. I think we're all busy enough and smart enough and I think it should just be a normal respectable thing where you kind of go, you know what, I'm going to put it up. When I leave, I'm going to fix it. And that's, that's essentially what the, what the rules are now. So the tenants can actually put a picture up wherever they want. They can put 30,000 pictures up if they want. They don't need to get permission as such from the landlord, some people still ask for permission, but at the end of the tenancy, they need to rectify the property. So the ones asking for permission are basically saying, "I'm going to put five picture hooks up, and I'm going to leave them when I when I leave," and then the landlord can say, "Yes, that's perfectly fine, no issue," um, or they're just going to go ahead and do it. And then, but when they leave, they'll need putty up that hole fix it and return it basically to the same state
0: that it was given to them. Thank you for your time.
2: Not a problem, Owen. Have a good day.
0: You have been listening to the Clever Investor Podcast, proudly sponsored this week by Blue Wealth Property. Are you ready to start a new investment journey? Get in touch with the industry leaders, Blue Wealth Property. Blue Wealth have a proven track record in using research to identify growth markets and Blue Wealth have supported thousands of Australians to buy the right property in the right market at the right time. Go to bluewealth.com.au